this still working? Get rid of these cobwebs. Oh, it's alive! It's alive! <laughs> Hello! Welcome! Um, yeah, we're back. It is Brass Monkeys. Um, we've been away. It's been... Well, it's been a bit of a weird start to the year, hasn't it? We had such great expectations for what we were going to be doing. But, you know, just like you, life has got in the way of things. But we're back. Uh, yes, listeners, this is the one and only Brass Monkeys. My name is Clyde. Over there is Cuddles. And he in the corner is Bingo. And it's great to have you back with us. If you've just found us for the first time, by the way, we are three reprobate monkeys who uh, just basically wax on about anything that comes to mind. And we do it on podcasts and on our YouTube channel. And we usually chuck something out once every three or four weeks. Although for those of you who've been following us for the last year or so, you'll have noticed we have been somewhat absent. But we are back. And I think before we go any further, it would be important to find out what everybody's been up to. So let's start with the youngest of our clan. Uh, Bingo, what's been happening in your world? Well, the youngest member, but also the most medically deficient, I think, as well. Um, so survived my brush with COVID. Uh, as I, th- I can't remember. We, we spoke about that last time, didn't we? Um, and I've since uh, been inoculated up to the eyeballs. Um, although on the train here to record this today, there was a man coughing quite heavily. Uh, and it was through south london where this new uh, south african variant is taking off and local lockdowns are coming so uh, inoculated but but still fearful i'm really glad that you uh, you have survived not only getting covid but also uh, having had the jab now that's brilliant news uh, i too have had the jab and i understand that uh, cuddles has also had the jab is that right yeah, I've had my jab and so far no blood clots because I had that one and uh, everything seems to be working so far, touch well, wood. I and, had that one as well and I know Bingo had uh, that one so we've all had that one and uh, yeah, as you say, we're all good. Touch wood then, yes, we all seem to have come out the other side and to be honest, like they say, the the advantages far outweigh the disadvantages, I'd say, although I have been paranoid about it and every time I get a bit of a headache and oh, is this it, is this it, is my leg swelling? But um, no, I think... Um, this is a far better thing to have had it than not. You're absolutely right. Uh, interestingly, uh, I had to take Mrs. Clyde to have hers just this very day. And uh, I tell you what, she wasn't worried about blood clots. She was just worried about having a needle stuck in her. I have never known anybody get into such a state about it. Uh, but she, she did actually survive it. She's, uh, she's back with us. What we'd like to say collectively as the Brass Monkeys to you, if you are awaiting your jab, is don't hesitate to have it, seriously. Not only are you protecting yourself and those near to you, you're also doing your bit for the country. And right now, we need all the people that we can get to do their bit for the country because uh, apart from COVID, of course, we are still uh, surviving our new post-Brexit world. And what a, can I just say, a f- fuck up that's been. Yes, I would echo everything that my learned colleague has said over there from his big tall tree. Uh, go and have it done because it will be of everybody's benefit. And the sooner we're all injected, the sooner we can just get out there and get back to life and look after each other again and try and make up for lost time. It's, it's hugely important that we're back out there. So, you know, when when the call comes, go and get jabbed. Honestly, I genuinely did not feel a thing. It's not like when you go and have blood taken out of you and it feels like your arm's falling off i i really had to look carefully to see where she'd even put the needle in so you know for me and i'm not a big fan of needles yeah at the end of the day the only way we're going to get out of this is together we're not going to do it alone we're not going to do it in dribs and drabs um and i know there's a lot of vaccine hesitancy out there and and god knows i i had this thing and i thought i'll be fine i've had the damn virus 
Um, but my God, that night, I think it was worse than when I had COVID. Uh, I looked like I got out of a swimming pool. Um, I was very hot to touch, but I was freezing cold. So it was all very, very odd, very odd that night. I didn't quite feel right the next day, but apparently that's quite common. Um, but, uh, but I hope I'm not putting anyone off. Um, do you know what? And again, with the whole, I totally hear you, Cuddles, the whole fear of uh, blood clots. I woke up this morning and I had a real bad pain in my knee and I was like, oh my God, here we go. Um, but it, I, I'm fine, I think. I'm all right now. So yeah, it, it, it needs to be done. It's a necessary evil. Dig. God, I'm craving normality. At this juncture, I'll do anything to get back to it. So for the love of God, if you haven't and you are eligible, go and get the bloody vaccine. It's fine. So uh, let's get back to the chase then. Um, we've been away for a quite a while. We are back and we're going to change things a little bit because rather than having long rambling episodes like we have been doing for the last year, uh, we're going to produce shorter episodes for you probably covering just one or two topics each episode, but we're going to be doing more of them more often, which means that you're never going to be too far from your next fix of Brass Monkey's Magic. Oh, yeah! You lucky, lucky people. So let's get straight into it. Uh, this week, I want to start things by talking about government sleaze. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Governments have always been renowned for sleaze, just it's varying degrees, isn't it? I mean, sometimes there's lots of sleaze, sometimes there's just background sleaze. The last big sleaze we had, cash for questions, Neil Hamilton. That's like going down the rabbit hole because that will open up a whole world of completely unrelated sleaze. But anyway, I'm not going to spoil your enjoyment of Google on that one. Uh, Neil Hamilton, cash for questions. That's where you need to go. Here and now, and our ex-Prime Minister, David Cameron, uh, he's the one before the last one before Boris. So we've got Boris at the moment. Boris... Before that, we had... Alexander. Sorry, yeah, Alexander. Before that, we had the saintly Theresa May, whose worst misdemeanour was running through a cornfield. And before that, we had David Oink Oink Cameron. And, um, you know, the weird thing is, actually, I quite liked Cameron right at the beginning before I really discovered that he was just... But anyway, he is at the centre of the biggest government scandal. What's it all about? It's about lobbying. And lobbying is one of those weird things that unless you're involved in government and, and high rolling you probably wouldn't quite work out what it's all about. But lobbying is basically where you have people who have access to people in power, government effectively, the people who make policy, the people who tick off mass capital spending on projects. And the idea, of course, is that David Cameron, as an ex-Prime Minister, is extremely well connected. So, for instance, we're talking about the Chancellor, Rishi Sunak. Uh, he asked him for the company to be included in a COVID-related government loan scheme. Uh, he was in contact with Treasury Ministers Jesse Norman and John Glenn about his company. He met with uh, Matt Hancock, along with a guy called Lex Greensill, who is the owner of the company Greensill, that's at the heart of this. Don't forget, this is Hancock, who gave out contracts at the beginning of the COVID pandemic to people who had no manufacturing experience of PPE, but he would give them a contract to make it. So he met with them to discuss the payment scheme for NHS staff. NHS staff, there's been things to do with Liberty Steel. It's, it reeks, absolutely reeks of, I'm going to say it, 
corruption. It's disgusting, isn't it? The C word. Very well put there. I think you've summed up the whole situation. Basically, yes, he's got his snout in the trough. They all have. And uh, when he's not got his snout in his trough, he's got his trough in a something that you were hinting at earlier on. Oink, oink. But less said about that, the better, because we're all going to have our tea in a minute. And I shan't be having sausages on this occasion. <laughs> disgusting. Yes, the whole thing just absolutely, it's deja vu for those of us old enough to remember the major government of the, uh, the early to uh, mid, late even. 90s where it was basically every every day you turned the page of the paper there was yet another Tory minister doing something he shouldn't have been there was of course the for, aforementioned uh, Neil Hamilton but uh, also Jonathan Aitken that was another one went to prison oh, he went yep. to prison yeah she went to prison yeah what was a... it with with his sword of he had a sword and a shield didn't he oh yeah the sword of bullshit I think it was wasn't it and I think <laughs> and the shield so... of deflection <laughs> <laughs> yeah the shield of lawyers who didn't pull the job off for him but uh, he did uh, he did of course though find God inside prison so that was something, which I is more than uh, Jeffrey Archer did, because he also was a, a, a Tory oh, yes. who went to prison. Uh, can I just go off on a complete aside? But yeah. I once, as part of a team, was fortunate to receive a Christmas present from Jeffrey Archer. <laughs> was it a writ? No, it was a large cheese. Ooh. Smell my cheese. <laughs> large cheese. It wasn't his latest novel, was it? <laughs> <laughs> you see, there's a story you so want to know about, isn't there? Why yeah. does Clyde have a recollection of receiving cheese from Geoffrey Archer? Well, we'll save that'll that wait for, for another, another episode. episode. I think <laughs> we'll have to if we're keeping these short and sweet. Yeah, yeah, they were all at it. And basically, the thing that bothers me about this one is that we all know this goes on. We all know it's been going on. And it's all being buried at the minute, quite conveniently, by the whole COVID thing. But it could be, ironically, that it's going to come back, the COVID thing, to bite them in the arse. Uh, a lot of contracts were given out at the start of this complete car crash uh, by Matt Hancock. And now Greensiller have uh, seen to have been lobbying him. Oh, that sounds interesting. All these people who had no idea what they were doing. Were they friends of certain people in government or certain people who used to be in government i think the truth will out i hope it will out but of course we have now heard that uh, boris johnson or alexander de Feffel johnson as i really must keep calling him because that is his name uh will not be holding a full public inquiry that will have any teeth so basically a few people go well that's very naughty oh yes well we won't do that again like let's try and forget about it and like everything with this government nothing seems to stick to them and i really do hope that something at least comes out of this that causes people to do things differently in the future but i'm afraid being the cynic and realist that i am i can't see it happening i've got to, i've just got to say uh, bingo is jumping up and down in the corner bingo i know you've got so much you want to say on I'm this sorry but what do people expect if they vote tory come on this was always going to happen do, do you know what I know you. I know. I know we're not going to play partisan anymore but i can't help it on this occasion i'm really sorry I'm not sorry, um, because let's face it, this was always going to happen. I I know that the the new Labour government under Tony Blair wasn't the perfect utopian vision that perhaps I believe it was, um, and potentially Tony Blair, yes, he's he's possibly guilty of war crimes. I don't, I'm not getting involved in any of that right now because that's my team, and I'm not I'm not in the mood for slagging them off today. But I am totally in the mood for slagging off the Blues, who are just playing around with our lives and our money and do whatever the f they like with it so their mates can all be oh look i've just made another million out the car and then they're sitting there and they're laughing at us they are f laughing at us and it makes my piss boil because nobody 
seems to be doing anything about it because all the media, it's all really hard right-leaning. I began a few weeks ago, um, and I can't remember what it was. It might have been the COVID thing, but I began to see this right-leaning newspaper it might have been the express or the mail i do not buy either uh, i get the thing on the you know the press preview on the news um and it was almost it was almost beginning to attack the government i thought oh thank fuck. we are almost at that point where the media turns the other way they all turn against this shower of shit that we've got allegedly governing us at the moment you're right matt hancock's doing it david that ham-faced but anyway, you know where I was going with that. This this whole thing is just a shambles now. And we have got another four years of it. And I'm not sure it's got the, the strength or the capacity to hang on for that long. I really, really hope it hasn't. I really hope it hasn't. I mean, we are going to see in just a few short weeks' time uh, the local elections. Um, just hopefully the Tories get absolutely decimated and it will be the first on a wonderful step back to uh, some sort of centre or centre-left government um, who aren't corrupt and aren't going to steal all your money, uh, which is pretty much what this lot appear to be doing, um, who who aren't just going to give contracts to their mates and who are going to go through due process and do exactly the sort of things you would expect to happen in an elected, elective democracy. Not any of this, oh, I'm friends with him. Oh, do you mind getting me a contract? Of course, old boy. What do you want? PPE? Yes. What's your company? Oh, it makes widgets for cans. Don't worry. We'll give you five billion pounds. Fuck off. Okay, well, uh, bingo, I think, has, um, has taken us in a, a direction that probably we, we need to just draw a line at that point. Let's, let's move on to other things. I just Call wanna, the lawyers. I just want to finish off, though, um, this whole thing about businesses, big business, and this level of, of deal-making that seems to be going on. A really good example of how it affects us at a local level is, is you may have picked up that one of the things the government are wanting to do at the moment... What, Cuddles, what are you doing? Sorry, scratching. You are. Have you got eczema? Um, yeah. You would not uh, believe how bad it is at the minute. The nits you, have been getting. I was at gonna, me. You need to get down the vets and get some flea treatment, mate. No, nah, the um, tree. The tree needs fumigating. Sorry about that. <laughs> I've, what I was going to say is, on a local level, um, you may have picked up in the last week or so. There's been very much this thing about you can go into your pharmacy and get a test. No, you can't. No, you can't. You can if you have access to a large supermarket. But if you go into your local pharmacy and say, can I have a free lateral flow test on the government's tab, please? They'll go, no. And you go, oh, why is that then? Because we ain't got any. Uh. You go, well, why haven't you got any? Well, because we haven't been allocated any. Why haven't you been allocated any? Because they've all gone to the f***ing supermarkets. Yep, that's the story big, that everyone's... Big yep. stores, big business, deals done... It stinks. Yeah, but there's also the fact that they have been allocated because I do know someone who managed to get one from his little local pharmacy. This admittedly was in South London, so it wasn't sort of in the in the shires like what we is in. But uh, he did say that uh, he pretty much got the last one that was there and uh, they weren't expecting any more in a hurry. But what I would say is that you can get them by going online. It's very easy to order them online uh, because we have a little junior little junior chimp in the household but here. cuddles 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 cuddles, oh, cuddles yes 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 
That's not the point. No, it I know it's not. It is not the point. You should be. If you live in a little village and you've got natural broadband access or you're of a certain age and you don't have access to a computer or a smartphone or whatever, you should still be able to walk into your pharmacy, as the government has told us, and get your free lateral flow test. It's a failure. And, it's, and, and the trouble is, time after time after time, this government hides behind technology. Mm, this is true. Yes, distancing themselves. I'm not making any apologies for them. I'm just saying there are ways and means. It's not quite as bad. But yes, there is a principle at stake. And I wholeheartedly agree. And I will give the government the kicking that it deserves. Right. I'm going to say we've done enough on this this week. I think we'll we'll probably revisit some areas of this in our next episode of Brass Oh, absolutely. Because I think there's an awful lot to go on. Next, though, His Royal Highness, the Duke of Edinburgh. Late of this world. Um, before we do that, just to remind, if you want to get in touch with us, we would love to hear from you. Hearing from you makes all of this worthwhile. If you want to drop us an email, we do have a, an email address. It's brassmonkeys at gmail.com. And uh, we're also on the old Twitter. Yes, we're on the Twitter. And our handle is at Brass Monkeys, which is spelt B-R-A-S-S-M-O-N-K-E-E-Z. Or if you're American, Z. But we prefer Z because we as British monkeys, isn't we? Uh, we do have a website presence as well. There's not a lot on it. Uh, we are going to make an effort to update the website with some decent and interesting content, including earlier episodes of Brass Monkeys. So head your browser to brassmonkeys.org and you'll find us in our finest, or not, as the case may be. So back to the matter in hand. Uh, yes, so Prince Philip, as you will know, his funeral takes place on Saturday, the 17th of uh, April. That may have been and gone by the time you listen to this particular episode, but that does not matter because there is much to discuss. Is there not cuddles? Yes, there is. He says, donning his uh, black tie and oh, just put the armband on there. There we go broadcasting is uh currently... is that the one with the swastika on it you got no, the wrong it... one on <laughs> very much not though given the no let's not go there you've not got harry's all. on then no, no exactly we're not at a fancy dress do now no the the whole country is technically still in its how many days is it eight days of mourning where we're officially observing where radio 2 sounds like it's gone back to 1965 everything's gone all mournful so every other song seems to be fucking coldplay so that can't be a good thing in my book the the man was 99 he's died very sad lived a full and very interesting life if we want to be um, charitable shall we say and did a lot of good work for charity it has to be said without the connotations of smashy and nicey there however he was quite a fan of sticking his foot in it wasn't he and there are many many things that i will remember him for over and above the duke of edinburgh scheme and the fact that he was the head of the wwf yet and on the other hand would go out shooting half the wildlife on his grand estates up in norfolk but never let that get in the way of a good story i think the thing that's really piqued our interest or sort of got our monkey backs up more than anything is the fact that the bbc and it has to be said the other national broadcasters but the bbc in particular approached the the situation the the death of the next most senior royal in the firmament the queen's consort her husband of 70 years he's died and they have to reflect that and show due deference and rightly so but it does seem that they and to perhaps a lesser extent the rest of the national broadcasters in the UK seem to have completely lost their heads. The BBC, 
basically turned BBC One and BBC Two and the news channel into one big feed. It was just the same. It was almost like that joke of flicking through all the channels and it's just the same thing on each one. They shut down BBC Four with a caption on there saying, there has been an important royal announcement. Please tune to <laughs> any of the other BBC outputs. It should have put, you know, just basically flick around and eventually find... What the hell was the point of that? Surely, if you want to watch the rolling news coverage if you want to be completely inundated with it you'll have already found it by now the whole point about bbc4 is it's supposed to be a slightly cerebral uh adjunct to what else goes on like bbc2 used to be to bbc1 it's the it's the clever thinking brother or sister that you had who likes things slightly more you know laid back interesting different it wasn't there you there was no escape you know yes we have thousands of other channels available to us but why take out BBC4? They even took out one of the CBBC or CBBS channels. What the hell are kids worried about? Because a 99-year-old man who they haven't got a clue who he is has died. Why punish the rest of us? I think the cynic uh, in me... Uh, <laughs> yeah, could you come and remove Cuddles, please? He's off on another of his rants. Nah, no, I've locked yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah, I've locked yeah. myself in. Come out, Cuddles! Cuddles, come on! Come on, it's it, all right. Uh, Calm down. Come get, down. Off, get, Calm. Off, get, get off. Get off. Get off. I'm leaving oh. this red light on. It's day uh, It's bingo. moments like uh, the death of Prince Philip that makes me think that we shouldn't let the media near anything or do anything um, because it all gets overblown instantly by, is Harry coming back? Harry's getting a plane. Harry's in quarantine. Harry's just landed, but he can't come out of quarantine. He can't go to the funeral. We're not sure. Are they going to break the rules? Hang on a minute. Uh... Whatever your views on what the BBC did, and I, I, you know what, I respect your point on that cuddles. Um, there was a there was a lot of coverage. Um, be that as it, and, and he is the Queen's consort and his oldest one, and, and all all that kind of thing. I, t I totally understand all those arguments, but whatever the case, a ninety nine year old husband, father, grandfather has passed away, and he may not necessarily mean anything directly to us. But I think it, it's poignant um, and in some ways quite insightful uh, that Prince William said, or was, it was, I think it was Prince William, um, that, you know, that we've, we've lost our grandfather and he was an old man and that's, okay. I'm paraphrasing, and that's sad, but actually, you know, there's people in this nation who've lost loved ones a lot younger and a lot more in a, in a violent fashion, I suppose, through COVID uh, than, than the death of, of Prince Philip. And it is, it's, it is it's sad someone has died and, and any life lost uh will, needs to be mourned because someone will have loved that person um but i think you know william williams hit the nail on the head there and he's read the mood of the nation perfectly probably a lot better than than any of these media outlets the bbc with their literal wall-to-wall -wall coverage or some of these tabloid press are like, where's Harry? Is Meghan coming back? Meghan can't fly at 12 weeks pregnant or whatever she is. Just leave them alone to grieve for crying out loud. This is a family now that wants to grieve a, a grandfather, a father, a husband, all that. Just leave them alone. We've let Cuddles back into the room. Um, are you all right now? Yes. What I was going to say before I was so rudely interrupted and that hammer hit me on the back of the head, whoever that was, I know who you are. Who are you? The cynic and perhaps the realist in me, and I think there's probably more than a little bit of truth to this, is the fact that the BBC couldn't afford to run all those other channels at the same time because they're so strapped for cash that 
they couldn't afford to have them going. So it's like, this is the best excuse we've ever had for saving a few quid. Just show them Nicholas Witchell on four outputs at once. Bingo. <laughs> Everyone's a winner. Not you, Bingo. Although you maybe had a hand in this. It wouldn't surprise I don't know, mate. Me. I was watching Nickelodeon. That's about my intellectual level. Oh, Bingo, really? <laughs> Commercial all the way for me. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm uh, tarring you with a brush there that you really don't deserve to be tarred with. I know you had nothing to do I've with got it. to say, though, because your ranting about the BBC reminds me of a guy who um, he's got quite a presence, actually on youtube the voice of reason he's known as a, a, a guy by the name of alex belfield has actually worked for the bbc so does know what they're like i have to say some of the rants he has about them are brilliant the guy has got balls of steel i think is the best way of putting it <laughs> some of the stuff he comes out with and i know you've actually had a look across that haven't you yourself cuddles and I'm interested in what you thought when you saw what I had seen. Yes, the example that you shared with me, which brought him to my attention, was his house being raided by Nottinghamshire police for some reason. And I still can't say I know why, but I did a little bit of uh, digging into it. And it does seem that uh, they're using some quite sinister tactics by which to try and sort of tar him again with a brush of some sort. I'm not entirely sure what he's done. I think he's been trying to point out that Nottinghamshire police haven't necessarily been doing what they should have been doing or um, being as nice as they possibly should have been to certain sections of society. Is that something to do with it? Well, this is the interesting thing, isn't it? I mean, because the aspersions that that, uh, Mr Belfield lays out are that he has been, for want of a better expression, fitted up and having his house raided by police officers who've removed their um, identification numbers. Oh, yes, that's the thing that got me. I mean, what? (laughs) <laughs> what does that say? That and makes you unaccountable, doesn't well, it? Well, I was, I was going to say, I, I seem to remember there was a period of time in the 1930s in Germany, in Munich, where brown shirts, the SA, walked around unidentifiable and unaccountable for their actions. Mm-hmm. And whilst not for one moment suggesting that our society is heading in the same direction, I think there should be alarm bells ring when we see things like that. And and that's the thing, is that actually he, he has captured it on video. Yep. So, yep. you know, it's one thing... Unfortunately for them. Exactly. It's one thing to say, oh, I heard this. It's another to actually see the physical evidence. We're going to pop the link to Mr. Belfield's Voice of Reason on uh, on the end of this. Have a look for yourself and let us know what you think. We're going to reach out to, to him as well and let him know that we've been discussing his interesting case and uh, we'll keep you up to date on what happens. We said we were going to keep these episodes shorter and I think that's a really good place to finish for this particular comeback episode of Brass Monkeys. It's been lovely to have you with us uh, wherever you may be. Do get in touch. As we say, um, if you want to email us, it's brassmonkeys at gmail.com. Uh, Twitter's at Brass Monkeys on the old Twitterfy and check out the website brassmonkeys.org. Don't forget Brass Monkeys is spelt brass and monkeys, all one word. It's E-E-Z and not Z, as Cuddles says. I think Cuddles is actually a closet American because he keeps mentioning it every episode. I've got your number. Well, I'm just trying to keep them interested more than anything else, trying to make us inclusive. You're a goddamn yank! Ooh, hot diggity dog. Not all! Not all!